0: outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything
1: in the world? Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to this episode of Ask Alan the podcast. I'm Alan Crone, the CEO of the Crone Law Firm, and uh, I have got a first for this show and a first for America. I have uh, America's first professional speed painter, Jessica Haas, and she is a Memphian, which is even better. Yes. Now, Jessica, I gotta, I gotta ask you. Why speed painting, particularly?
0: Well, you know, speed painting, in and of itself, it's a learning curve for some people. Sometimes people will be like, do you paint walls really fast? But ultimately, um, no, I, I I, can paint. I mean, I can paint walls very fast. Um, behind me, you can kind of see a little bit of a mural. but, um, But yeah, so speed painting is basically, technically, if you're a true speed painter, you paint in as little as a time slot that like you can actually complete a four by five foot painting or something around that range um within about 90 seconds or less and i hold the record i paint um i can do it in 42 seconds upside down so
1: now are you originally from memphis
0: i was born and raised in texas but i came to memphis for art school and i fell in love with the city and um just the culture here and just all of the firsts in the history here, um, I've always been so amazed by Memphis, so.
1: Now, uh, was it the Academy of Art? Where you went? This
0: college of art is where I got my bachelor's. Um uh yeah. And so I learned a lot about the city there, downtown. Um, I bought I I, I bought a loft like halfway through and started my own multidisciplinary art business because I actually wasn't um I knew that I was going to be doing speed painting as my talent, Um, and and when I say talent, I was also, I come from modest beginnings, and so um, I competed in the Miss America organization, so Miss Tennessee. Um, I actually used to, I've competed in three states, Um, I'm a title holder uh, in three states, Arkansas, Texas, and Tennessee, but in Tennessee, um, the rumor was that nothing other than music could really win. And so that was a huge challenge for me. Um, only because that's what I was told, but I changed that. And so um one talent and um, but anyway, to your question, what you're saying, um I I stayed, I I bought my loft halfway through college and started my business. And um, when I won talent and Miss Tennessee, because that was scholarship money, helping me get through college and helping fund my business and getting me off my feet and that kind of thing. Um, I got called by uh, not only a talent agency, but several television networks. And so after I got signed, I immediately had kind of my pick of like which networks I was going to perform on or compete for. And the Gong show, uh, which is the show that I won, um, it had the most cutthroat vibe to it. And so that's a lot of um that kind of story. I ended up winning it. And but the preface of winning that show, um, a lot of people don't know a lot about the gong show. It um so, you know, on America's Got Talent, for example, um, which I was offered an opportunity there as well. But I chose the gong show because it was new. And then two also um the gong show, you had to beat the gong. So you had to be entertaining enough like within like the first few minutes to not get gong to qualify to be judged and so my judges were jack black jennifer aniston and will arnett well in the trial runs of the whole show like i didn't have anything to really compare it to so i was just like you know, we were all sequestered, um, every contestant and there must've been like 80 acts. And so we were all standing in line. And then I noticed the lines just getting shorter and shorter. Cause I think initially I was like number 24 and there was like 80. And, and then before I knew it, like the people in front of me and behind me who had become good friends with, um, that started to disappear. And so I ended up being like number eight on On the day that we actually filmed the show, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrifying!" Because where did they go, and we didn't know anything. And so, um, and I just remember being number eight and being so much closer to the stage than all of the screen rehearsals we had done. Um, because Jennifer Aniston, they brought her out, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's Jennifer Aniston!" Um, but the I we were the first episode they filmed, and so I don't know if they got better at it with the celebrity judges, but like. Jack Black was really gong happy and so he was just like gonging like all of the acts like one through I think maybe four and like they didn't even get to start their act and so I was like what am I gonna do I have to paint like, <laughs> like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna die and then I'm gonna be on national television oh my god and so I just had to go with it Um, and so what I started to do as I was like progressing forward as each act was being dismissed I was like okay just figure out a plan and so I was like listening for the sounds of the audience and the audience was like gong gong when I started hearing them like say gong gong I was like all right just like you're gonna go out there because I had a whole like upside down like full out painting hoping they'd just be interested in me painting like very fast but like there was like some really incredible acts that got gonged immediately and didn't even make the episode and so I got out there and as soon as I I started painting it's if there's a funny he, hilarious picture of me like I look super intense like right before I start and so anyway they um they did this they, they started the music and and I moved so fast and so but I as soon as I heard like the words I think we were it felt like it was like 5 seconds in but technically I think we were about 20 seconds in and I started to hear the gonger cuz it was upside down and so uh I saved it and my plan was to flip it no matter what um no matter what it looked like before it could be, get to the gong and so I flipped it and it happened to look somewhat like Will Arnett and they all were floored and so I was like oh. so anyway that's a very long story but I ended up winning um, and that basically just launched my career. And in all of that, I did that in 42 seconds. I was the first female on television. There's a lot of firsts there, and that's kind of where we got started.
1: So did you know what you were going to paint before you went uh, on stage or were you? was it a game time decision?
0: Well, I was actually, so I was going to try to pull off a double content. So I was going to try to paint a battleship or what looked like a battleship and then turn it into Will Arnett's face. But because of how quickly the gongs were happening in front of me, I was like, oh God, I was like, uh, we're going to have to like figure something out. And so I was like, I don't know if you're going to have time to do double content. We might need to shift. And so I I did like the first stroke or the second And I realized immediately, you don't have time for this. Go straight for his face upside down. And so that's what I did. And I transitioned, but still 20 seconds in, it was like, it was still like not entertaining enough. And so people, I I started to hear a murmur of like, gonger, gonger, like, and because the crowd loved, because it was before a live audience, like a full live audience. And it was like, I could hear the murmurs of Gongher, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I've only had twenty seconds <laughs> like and so was like I must have moved my my arms. It was like a Speedy Gonzalez. so um, but no, so I had to shift and just kind of go with it. and I knew that that was gonna happen. I think just the luck of being number eight in that lineup. I was number like twenty four but yeah, I formed that plan and told myself, no matter what, flip it if it if we're, if you start to, cause I had to rely on audio really. Cause like I was like facing backwards. I couldn't see really what was going on. And so I flipped it before I got gonged and yeah.
1: Well, very good. Very good. So, so what, what in, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Okay. What inspires you to paint and what inspired, what about, about speed painting helps your artistic expression?
0: interesting so I just finished a residency um where I performed 45 um is it 45 no 53 shows three times a day five days a week um it was insane uh but one of the things that I got asked a lot was why do you paint upside down? And I was like, well, first of all, I mean, it's an entertainment factor, but also second of all, it helps me to not think because in speed painting, you cannot think, you can only react. And like, it's almost, and when you try to train to become a speed painter, like it's like a breaking of the brain. Like you can't like think about it. Like you have to just only respond. And then that means you have to, and then it just takes like so much practice and experience with, like the paints like and the way that the paints glide uh your brushes like you just have to be so familiar with those items that like it's just it comes out of you um if you're not it you just won't make your time limit and so um as far as you know just speed painting in general upside down that kind of thing but also just like what inspires paintings that's what you asked right like what's yeah. my biggest inspiration so um inspiration um i got my scholarship to art school um with painting actually but i actually chose to be a sculpture major um yeah. because the sculpture majors got access to all the medias and i'm and then i i would also kind of basically describe myself in that way Um, because I was very entrepreneurial because I came from modest beginnings and that's why I chose to be a sculpture major. Um, I got a I got like the dean scholarship to go to art school but my my style is very um, for art is very edgy but I got my scholarship because I had the ability to balance like edgy conceptual with something that was very pretty and very like alluring and so a lot of uh, my expertise was in painting charcoal uh watercolor and so I wanted to learn more about like all of the different mediums so that I could be equipped for whatever I needed to do because it was actually in the process of even though I didn't go to business school I did take a lot of art business classes and I was in the process of building my own multidisciplinary art business and so um a lot of things that are edgy that asks makes people demands their attention it 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 kind of pokes the tiger a little bit. Um I love stuff like that. I love very conceptual design. I love things that test the waters a little bit, a little bit controversial, maybe, you know. Um I also have a very just edgy style. Um but it's balanced with with really pretty metallics and color palettes, but it still like begs a question. And so I feel like I'm inspired by like that and which would lead you to I, I was also a philosophy minor um i love philosophy and so i think that like there's a little bit of um and i was also into de- like on the debate team and so i i like i love i love like the conversation um that can happen uh just from the art that you create and maybe prov- you know thoughts that maybe could be provoked from it
1: okay now it, when you you talk about doing a residency you had several shows, several a day. How, how are those paintings selected? Is it like an improv where someone says, you know, paint a tree with a swing or how do you, how do you go about doing it?
0: So I designed this show for in a year, almost a year. Um, it came with dancing, costume changes, like envision like a Broadway show. That's what my show was. And I, I, Perf- I'm another first and it's kind of getting to a point where I almost felt like is it old <laughs> <laughs> We have so many firsts but like I I performed the first full-length speed paint show that like ever with dancing co- like every single segment had a different costume change. So basically I enter with slash and I like come out and the dancers are doing like a junk cuz like the theme the name was bloom and so that was the theme. And so I did like a jungle theme cuz like that's also kind of like foliage and stuff like that. And so it comes out with a bang because we were in an amusement park. It was for Silver Dollar City. Mm-hmm. And so I had a residency there. I lived I had a, I lived on the campus of Silver Dollar City for the entire month of April. And that was insane. It was insane to teach an entire cast and crew, dancers, choreographers, lighting. Like it was such a huge project. We planned it for an entire year. Um, Colors, like LED mapping, AI, all these different things. That was just, it was insane. Um, Costumes, like from the top to the bottom. And and one of my biggest things was, I wanted to make sure that I was a show for everybody, like a show for mom, dad, and little brother, little sister, like family oriented, told a story, inspired, and also just helped other artists or other creatives feel like there was so much more that they could do. And that's exactly what happened. And so I was super proud that like, I had this one kid who, there there was several people that to my surprise that came to the show almost, There was one guy who came to the show every show. He came to 54 shows. That was insane to me. And then there was one little kid who had a mohawk and he like came to the show instead of going to the roller coasters, which he came to the park for. And he came to my show. And I just felt like super complimented by that because it was called Bloom, but it wasn't what you expected. And that was the big feedback that I always got. And, And just like, and so- my residency included a ton of paint in my hair, <laughs> which I was not used to because I was painting on things that were, when I created this show, I wanted it to be epic. I like, wasn't going to, I'm not, you know, the first, um, I'm not a type of person that one that was raised to hold back. You take it for everything that you've got, and that's just kind of how my mom raised me. And so I made everything huge. So I did like I started out with like slash and dancers, and it was like jungle, like like I came out and I was like, I literally had to scream out to the crowd, and I was like, Are you? Ready? <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> People were like. It was insane, but, but that was how we were choreographed and it was really cool. And then we went straight into like a 10 foot coloring book that was like on one side of a rotating, like whole stage thing and then I like but I like did a costume change and came back out and it was like I was a totally different scene I told my life story and then I went like I had to like run like 30 like six feet because the stage was so huge as it was doing a video transition and I did like my art school story and like the turntable turn and I was like painting Mona Lisa and a whole like like rebel outfit and then I mean like so many different easels they were so big choreography I mean the show was insane and and so there's a lot of bids for it right now for residencies which i'm super excited about because i knew that like creating a paint show like that like i didn't know i've never written a show before but like i i I just wanted to accomplish something epic i didn't know like how it would be received but i also didn't know like every show had a standing ovation and it was insane because I was like, I just wanted to like, at least just like get through because literally at the beginning of the whole show, like I was like laying on my back because like, you need to run a five, you need to run a 5k like marathon. If you're going to do something like that, um, because to keep up with the dancing and the co- like never underestimate a costume change. That is like a workout. Oh my gosh. Like, you have to rip stuff off as you're running through the stage. Like it's insane, but, um, just Having that accomplishment and and it being up for bed, I didn't know that it was, I, I just wanted to like survive it, um, but I didn't know it was going to be good, and I also didn't know it was going to be great, and that was, it's probably one of my best accomplishments this far in my career, I feel like. It's just cool.
1: Well, uh, I hear that uh, performance art is not uh, your only talent, not your only accomplishment. You've written a book. yes. Tell us about the book.
0: So like I said, I was a philosophy minor. I also have a master's um, in theology. My biggest thing, um, I have a huge heart for younger women and empowering younger women and helping them. And right now, currently, I'm training. So I'm America's first female speed painter, but I'm currently training America's second female speed painter. Her name's Annika. And she's a redhead, and she's super fiery. And um, right now, like we're training her, and so she's learning a lot. But she she won, she met me via like through the whole Miss America organization, and she won Miss Kansas with speed painting. And so it was really cool. And so I'm I'm really excited to be like mentoring her, but empowering women is really like the basis of like where he is. The book that I got to be a part of, um, but philosophy it was was a huge thing for me especially in apologetics because I really feel like that kind of crosses hairs with like the art and making you question um or just kind of like uh, just disrupt um things that might just be normal or go with the flow um because I love I love edgy things um and so the book um that I, I got to be a part of, and he is, it was the attributes of, of God. I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm an unapologetic Christian. And, um, and so I got to do an uh, apologetic piece that had a lot of philosophy and it was directed towards teen girls because I really believe in biblical literacy. No matter what you're doing, I think that you should be very well-informed and well-trained in the arguments and apologetics of any kind of thing that is, you know, directing your life especially your belief system and so that's one of the things that um. whenever I have the opportunity and I speak to a lot of women's conferences and girls conferences and that is one of my favorite things to do is give them meat and challenge them because I think that especially like at the ages around sixth to eighth grade I love that age demographic especially getting to teach them because I believe they really make the most just like the biggest decisions around that age and it starts to set like the trajectory like for high school and what they're going to do and then high school kind of forms like the rest of everything and so helping get in there right there i feel like and helping them equip them with really just challenging truths and and things to make them think i love that and so that's really why the basis of that book was for
1: okay and um you know, you're, you're making, you're living in pro- professional art. What's the, what are the pros and cons of that? You know, that it, it sounds, you know, you've used the word edgy a couple of times. It sounds pretty edgy um, because the old adage is starving artists. Uh
0: It is an old adage.
1: Yeah. What, what, what do you think the pros and cons are of going all in on art?
0: You I love that you said it's an old adage because one of the biggest things, you know, um, I come from modest beginnings. Uh, my mom uh, was, is an insanely smart woman. Like she graduated nursing school with a 4.0 and that's like unheard of. Um, but she also did it being a single mother. And so we came from very modest just the projects, basically, I would, I mean, we lived in government housing, and she made her way up. And so a lot of the things that I saw growing up, um, she always told me that I could be whatever I wanted to be. And I think that the only reason I was even just able to believe her was because she did it too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Coming from the background that we came from. And the funniest thing that I ever ran into, I think, even in art school, was how many kids I was going to school with, my peers and my colleagues that were almost like, what do I do? I have to prove myself to my family that this was a good decision or something like that. And it was a whole world that I had never been exposed to. My mom never exposed me to that, even though I was calling basically the pavement my pillow. Like, and I should have probably, it would have made more sense, but I didn't. And, um, you know, one of the things that I love about art and getting to, even just even in high school, like mom moved us to, you know, she graduated nursing school. We moved to a a more flu, area, um, in Texarkana, uh, Texas is Texas area. Mm -hmm. Um, about four hours here from Memphis, uh, and she did it because she wanted us to be, you know, really well educated, had a really great art program, just all that. But another thing, too, with that was that when I was graduating, I remember a lot of people running into just a lot of doctors, different lawyers, different people that were uh, CEOs or or different things like that, that were headed towards different things like that. But I was in FBLA. I was like in Future Business Leaders of America. And one of the responses I always got about where are you going to do or where are you going to go to school um I said art school like I'm going to art school and like I didn't know anything about any different response because that was my home and and the culture of my home and um and people were always like interesting (laughs) because I know it that now as an I always just thought that was weird as a younger person but mm-hmm. as an adult and as an accomplished uh female entrepreneur uh, CEO of my own company and everything uh, I think it's interesting that you know that that was the that was kind of like the old thing and and right now AI um everything with artistry like you can't AI can't touch art, it can touch some other things though Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the biggest thing you know i learned i just performed for google in france uh google and youtube in france and canes france and the biggest thing and one of the bigger topics because in canes france if you're familiar with the canes lions creative festival that they have um people from all over the world for the top ceos of all of the biggest brands they all go to canes lions and It was such an honor to get to be invited to be a part of Google and YouTube's brand activation. But one of the biggest things that was a topic of conversation was the placement of AI and where it will happen and how it will affect our future. And one of the biggest things that was resounding was that I'll never touch art. It could touch law. It could touch doctors. It could touch philosophy. It could touch all these different things, but it couldn't touch art. And that's something that I thought was interesting. And it was also one of the biggest reasons why Google brought me out too, because I was an actual live artist and it was to help. I was there for their VIPs, but it was to help also illustrate that a computer can't make, I mean, like, it can digitize art, but it can't give you what I can. And that was interesting because that was like, I didn't say that they did. And I was like, I was just learning and taking it in and it was just different about what different people at like the top of the top, you know, had to say about what they expected the future to hold. And that was kind of both terrifying and both, I don't know, I guess inspiring. And um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm grateful. I don't think that I'm better than anybody or anything like that. You know, when I'm saying like AI has, you know, anything with, like law or philosophy or uh doctors or anything like that but they had a lot of conversations about that and that was really interesting And um, but I was really encouraged that you know my mom raised me to be what I wanted to be and um and to believe in it and I'm glad that I did so well good
1: Here's the last question for you what's so- next for Jessica what's your next challenge
0: well, actually, it's going to be challenging for me, too. Um, I can't disclose a ton of it because it's in a lot of heavy upcoming contracts. But I can say it has a lot to do with a television show. Right. And closer to reality TV. And let me think what else I can disclose. I think it's going to challenge me, too. Yeah. Um, because it's gonna be constant creativity on a, on a whim like every single second and and also not always guaranteed that the recipients that I might be interacting with will like it. I don't know if I can disclose more than that and I hope I didn't disclose too much there,
1: <laughs> but well, yeah. I think that's cryptic <laughs> enough that you're okay. So I I think it's cryptic enough that you'll be okay. I don't think. Yes.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm so excited. And 2024 is going to hold a lot of things, I think, for the Jessica K. Haas brand. And then just also like everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to, to also just, you know, get to talk about representing Memphis and just having this opportunity to talk to you.
1: Well, as you get big and famous and, you know, national, stay in Memphis, stay grounded in Memphis. This, like Elvis. Oh Elvis or Justin Timberlake, all these people that have gone and done great things, but they keep coming back to Memphis. Jessica, thank you so much for joining the show. You've uh, been a great uh, guest and it's, uh, I'm going to look forward to, I'm going to watch my TV listings. Um, so, so that when you, uh, when you yeah. I tell you what, when you can make an announcement, come back and we'll make the announcement.
0: You know what? You can be looking for me. I'll be also be performing for the Grizzlies in March. So yeah, yeah. I perform a lot for the Grizzlies and the Redbirds. Just perform for the Cardinals as well. But if you're interested, um, let me know and I'll get you some tickets. And
1: good. All right, Jessica. Thank you so much. Thanks for uh, everybody for watching. If you've enjoyed this, um, where can they get the book, Jessica?
0: Um, you can go to my website, www.jessicakhaas.com. k haas dot com. Haas H A A S is that's how it's spelled. Or you okay. can just Google my name.
1: All right. And it'd be a great gift for some young uh, young person, young girl that uh, wants to have her confidence boosted and and uh, and challenged. Uh, and challenged. Okay. All right, and then be looking for her for Jessica's uh, branded stuff out there. Um, it's going to be all over the place. Again, thank you, uh, Jessica, and thank everybody for watching. If you've enjoyed it, please go to wherever you uh, found this and and, uh, give us a review, give us a five-star review. uh, If you uh, can, forward this on social media or email it to somebody that you think might enjoy it. Uh, Jessica is going to go uh, speed paint and I'm going to go get some justice. So thank you all very much.